Welcome, welcome, welcome to Are You Determined to Grow? This is your host, Prophetess Denise Kelly. Hope all is well with everyone. We're going to be uh, doing a some different things today. So um, not anything really, really too different, but it's I just feel like God is getting ready to do something amazing, something spectacular as he normally does. So we are going to get this puppy started. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. So I am, I'm thankful. <laughs> I guess I waited too long to answer that question. So I thank God for you all. We are going to be thought I had that right. Okay. All right then. Um everybody doing all right today? Great. <laughs> amen. 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 We got a good lesson, y'all. Uh, we, we got a good lesson. I, I pray we get through it. I was about to try to uh, text one other person, uh, but we're going to go ahead and let the Montgomery's, the Montgomery's, to uh, sing praise and worship. Whenever you guys are ready, just let me know. I'm blessed. I'm better than blessed. Thank you, Lord. I know I'm blessed. I'm better than blessed, yeah. Thank you, Lord. I may not have houses and wealth. I may not, I may not have all my strength and health, but I know I'm blessed. I'm better than blessed, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I used to complain because I had no shoes. But then I saw a man, I saw a man. He had no feet to use. And I know I will blame I'm better than blessed, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I say I'm blessed. I'm better than blessed. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I may not have, I may not have houses and wealth. I may not, I may not have, I may not have all my scripture in hell, but I know I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed and blessed. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see, I used to complain. And I had no shoes. But then I saw a man, I saw a man. He had no to you. Then I know I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm better than blessed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 I was getting blessed. I'm blessed. Thank Amen. you, Lord. <laughs> oh, God is so good to us. Is he not good to us? He good is too. good. Amen. Amen. We're going to get... Uh, Miss Shanetta, she's gonna give us that beautiful prayer. Amen. Sister Shanetta, share with us. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for blessing all of us to come together again. I pray that you keep the blood of Jesus around us at all times. Hedge of protection everywhere we go. Angels beside us and the Holy Spirit inside of us. Lord, I pray that all our light shine no matter where we at, which never been a problem for us anyway. Cause I stand out everywhere. But anyway, Lord, I just thank you for this wonderful Wednesday evening we have tonight in your name. And I'm better than blessed. We are. And Lord, I pray that you continue to keep us blessed and highly favored. In your son's name, Jesus Christ, amen. 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 I'm glad oh. I wasn't telling y'all what I was just saying. <laughs> I, was on mute, I? I feel like I was sideways, so I need to adjust my camera. So thank God for adjusting the camera. So, all right, all right, all right. Another good lesson. Now, I gave y'all a homework assignment. Uh, you're supposed to have read 1 Samuel 14, verses 46 through 52. Uh, but I am going to summarize it because we have to use that to preface the first nine verses uh, of 1 Samuel 15. And what we're going to do today, 1 Samuel 15 can be, uh, it, I broke it down into four parts. And I really, I really just want to run through the whole thing, but I feel like if I run too fast, we gonna miss something. So I'm gonna take my time with it as the Lord gives me, uh, you know, gives me the opportunity. So what we're gonna focus on, what we're gonna read is gonna be verses nine, one through nine in uh, 1 Samuel 15. So, but before we get there, let's look at 1 Samuel 14. We know what all happened. We know the people saved, uh, 
Jonathan from being murdered by his own daddy. We're just going to leave that alone. We ain't going to talk about that. Because boy, 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 that could bring up a whole bunch of stuff. But let's just talk about the fact that after that, Saul went on a rampage. I'm just going to be honest. He went on a rampage. He was bothering. And and, and some scriptures, it calls it he was harassing folks. He started fighting. He had fierce wars. He was doing, he was attacking everybody you could possibly think of. Anybody that was around him, he decided that he was going to attack them. And so I believe, and this is just my thought, uh, with a little bit of spiritual Holy Ghost nudging, I believe the reason why Saul started attacking everybody around him is he had a problem. And part of that problem is going to be the title of our lesson today. And part of the problem is he allowed pride to take over. He, he was a proud man who wanted to uh, his word to be known and his word to be followed. And, and, and of course he was a king, so that would have been the natural thing. But then when the people rose up against him and, and told him, hey, you, you can't do that. He just saved us, you know, from slaughter pretty much. And so uh, when they did that, he had to take that anger somewhere else. And so he took it out on all the surrounding cities. The, the scripture says that he uh he attacked. Let me let me look at let, let me let me read some of the people he attacked afterward. He attacked the Moabites, Edom. So, I mean he just started Philistines. He just started going down Amalekites. I mean he just started going down through there and just attacking folks around him. Sometimes we attack people around us because we have what we call in the you know uh counseling uh side of things displaced anger displaced anger and in this case also uh Saul was prideful so let's see what Saul did with this displaced anger so let me tell you the title of the lesson today the title is Don't Let Pride Take Over. And we're going to see what pride did in the first nine verses. So we got nine verses. So that's about two verses a piece. And then somebody will read three. So 1 Samuel 15, 1 through 9. We're going to start with uh, Mr. Caleb since he hadn't done anything yet. First Samuel 15, you read the first uh, two verses and then um, Vanessa go behind you, the Montgomery's go, and then Shawnetta close us out. First Samuel what? First Samuel 15, starting with verse one and read verse one and verse two. And as 15. Caleb, 1 Samuel 15, mm-hmm. as Caleb is, is getting that, he'll let me know when he's ready. I'm already there. Oh, well, go what, for it, sir. What do you, what laws do you need me to read? I need 1 Samuel 1, 15, 1, and verse 2. Samuel said to Saul, 
I am the one the Lord said to anoint you, King of his people, Israel. So now listen to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they have did to Israel. When they waylaid them as they came from Egypt. Um, this is NIV version. Um, now go, attack the Amalekites and totally destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. So Saul summoned the men and mustered them at Tulane, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 from Judah. And Saul came to a city of Amalek and lay wait in the valley. And Saul said to the Kenites, go depart, get you down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you show kindness to all the children of Israel. You show kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. Then Saul attacked the Amalekites all the way from Hevilo to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt. He took Agab, king of Amalekites, alive, and all the people he totally destroyed with the sword. But Saul and the army spared Agab and the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and lambs, everything that was good. These they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was despised and weak, they totally destroyed. We can't hear you, Denise. Amen. Amen. I, I was trying, I'm trying to figure out my best route of how am I going to attack this because I mean, that's, when you guys read, a whole bunch of stuff start coming to my head. I said, hold on, wait, wait. <laughs> hold on, sir, hold on. Because I love for God to tell me things at the, you know, at the beginning, uh, because that means every, the things that I had studied, you know, are in line with what he really wanted to talk about. So let's look at the first part of that verse. So the first part, God gave instructions to Samuel. And, and we see that because he said, the Lord sent me to you to anoint you. So I, I want to focus in on three things. So the first thing is there's instructions before the anointing. So before you become anointed and begin to execute the things of God, the things of God, you must be anointed and you must be able to receive instructions. All right. Okay. Okay. Let me back up just a second there. So when Samuel went out to talk to Saul, he already had a plan. Hallelujah. God speaks to his men and women, and he always gives them instructions. He always gives them a plan to uh, execute. So, so sometimes God gives us step one, 
And once we take step one, then he'll give us step two. And so in the midst of the instructions, we begin to receive more of what God is getting ready to do in our lives. How many of you have went on and, and God told you one little thing and you held on to that one little thing and then you decided that once you, uh, okay, you didn't know if you were gonna do this one thing. So finally, when you decided to do the one thing that God told you to do, whether it was to read your Bible, whether it was to pray for someone, whether it was to be a blessing to somebody, whatever that one thing was, as long once you, because you did not move on that thing, you didn't have any more instructions. God told uh, in Revelations, it talks about going back to your first love. So sometimes the first instruction that God gives you leads you down the path of the anointing. Mm. So if you don't follow the first thing that God said, then you can't do anything else, okay? Okay? So we see in verse one that there was instructions that was given to Samuel first because Samuel's the one that was delivering the word. And so Samuel told Saul, mm, he told Saul something simple. Now I'm going to tell you something else that God does. This second part. So number one is you have to have instructions before the anointing. So number two was there is always a test before the blessing. Okay. All right, y'all didn't, uh, I don't think y'all caught that. Let me re-say re, re that one more time. So the second part of that is that there's always a test before the blessing. Mm. So we see that many, many of uh, <coughs> our, our people that we read in the Bible have been tested. We see that Abraham was tested. God gave him a word. Okay, I need you to leave your kindred and I need you to go here to a land that I'm going to show you, right? And so we know that there's many times in the Bible that God gives us a small instructions or he gives us one step to move forward. He told Moses, I, I want you to go to the people. Amen. And he, he, he Moses had all kinds of excuses. Lord, I can't talk. I, I, you sending me to these folks and I, I don't know what to say. Hmm. But he always gives you an instruction. And then he always tests the instruction that he gave you before he bless you. Mm, mm, mm. So how many of us are holding on to our, are holding up our blessing because we haven't followed the first instruction? Uh-oh. When I was in the military, I just heard God say, when I was in the military, they say, follow your last command. <laughs> follow your last command. Because sometimes you had so many people telling you what to do. You have all of these officers. Then you have the sergeants and all of them are telling you what to do. But they always said, follow your last command. So in this case, God is saying the last command, because the last command, you didn't follow it. Therefore, instructions before the anointing and test before the blessing. Okay. The third part of that is what the test is. So the test was simple instructions. God wanted to punish the Amalek because they ambushed the people of God. 
when they were coming through from, from Egypt. And so God wanted to punish them for that. And, and, and see, sometimes we, <coughs> ooh, glory to God, I heard God say this. Sometimes God is trying to punish somebody in our lives, maybe not kill them or anything like that, but to try to show them up. And the reason why they can't do it or it doesn't happen is because we haven't followed the first instruction. Mm. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Okay. Let me calm down just a tad and then we can go on to the next one. So in verse, that was just the first verse. Did I give y'all three things? So the first thing in verse one, instructions before anointing. Number two was Bless tests before blessings. And three is don't hold up your blessing because you ain't followed the first instruction. <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay, y'all. Okay, okay. All right, maybe. I, okay, Lord, I need some help. Pray for me. Pray for me. If I ain't came down your street yet, hold on. I'm coming. So then in verse two, verse two, he said he wanted to punish uh, he wanted to punish the Amaleks for ambushing the children of Israel. Verse three, he gives three simple instructions. So we see verse one says what? Instruction before the anointing. Verse, uh, verse one also said a test before the blessing. And verse three, I mean, the third part of that is what? The third part is, he comes out of the bush. So the third part is, are you holding up your blessing because you haven't followed the first instruction? Okay, so let's see what the instructions were. So the instructions were this. First, he told them to do what? Did y'all read the Bible? Was we looking at it together? What was the first thing he told them to do? Somebody talk to me. Come on, Shana, I think Shana had it. Go attack the Amalekites. He said, go. Second instruction was attack. And the third instruction was utterly destroy. Utterly destroy. Oh. Wow. He told them to go. He told them to attack. And then he told them to utterly destroy all. Everything. Not, don't leave not nothing. Don't leave no weeping baby. Don't leave no weeping sheep. Don't leave nothing. Destroy it all. There's a reason for that. We're going to talk about it in just a second. So before I go any further, so we got the instructions. So let's see what Saul did. Okay, so before we go any further, we got the first section done. So, are there any comments about the first three verses? Or anything the Lord laid up on your heart before we go any further? You got me where you saw my kid the kids, too. I got a heart for children, even though I don't have any. But that was it. Anybody else? We're going to talk about why he said that in just a second. So number uh verse five. So number four, before we even get to verse five. Number four, what did Saul do when 
God's instructions. The first thing he did, instead of go, attack, destroy, utterly. What was the first thing he did? Somebody, somebody tell me what the verse says. What did he do in verse four? He gathered he the people. Yeah. Oh, he, he numbered the people. He numbered the people. Why do you think he numbered the people? I'm going to tell you why he numbered the people. He numbered the people because he was afraid. He was, he was, he was paranoid. He, he, he had pride. He was puffed up in pride. We're going to see that in a minute. He was puffed up in pride. I'm going hey, to destroy all these people. I got to see how many people I got. Huh? What? First of all, when God give you an instruction, instructions before the anointing, test before the blessings, don't hold up your blessings by not following number one, the first instruction. He numbered the people. God didn't tell him to number the people. When you number the people, what you're telling God is, I don't trust. I don't trust your instructions. I got to see my way. Before I follow him, I got to understand or at least think that I can possibly do this thing that actually you're the one that's supposed to be doing. When God gives you the first instruction, it's because if it was in your power to do it all, then he will let you do it all. But most of the time, God causes us to stretch ourselves so that he, so we can say, ain't nobody did that but God. Ain't nobody did that but God. So I'm going to open it up before we go to verse 5 and 6. Before we go on. Any comments? Any comments? No comments? No. Okay, I thought y'all really gonna get excited about this lesson, but uh, it's okay. I can be excited for all of us. So Saul came to the city of the Amalekites and laid in wait in the valley. So he's a sneaky sucker. He gonna lay in wait in the valley. So not only did he number the people, then he laid in wait, but God didn't tell him to do any of those things. God told him, go, attack, utterly destroy. Go, Attack, utterly destroy. Okay, let's look at verse six. What did he tell him? He told him, go out, depart among the Amaleks and let's destroy him. So he did tell him. He told the people, okay, we got to destroy these folks. He tells them a part of the promise. He tells them, don't show any kindness to all of the children of Israel. So everybody knew what was supposed to happen. But nobody followed the instructions, did they? Then he says, so they attacked in verse seven. He attacked them, right? He kept, he attacked, he fought. But the first thing when you know he didn't do what God told him to do, you know, the first thing that gives you the clue 
that he didn't do what God told him to do besides numbering to find out if he had enough people to do this journey. Secondly, waiting it, laying it, waiting about it. The next thing that tells you is that he kept the what the what kept the king alive. He kept the king alive as a sign of pride. When people do a particular thing, they need something to look at and say, hey, I did that. And him keeping the king was nothing but pride. And listen, God said, do what? Go. Y'all tell me what God said. Y'all looking at me. But what did God he told say? Him to destroy all of them, including the king and the sheep and the cattle. But instead, he kept some of the sheep and the cattle and the king. Exactly. He disobeyed. He disobeyed. Pride cometh before fall. And we're going to find out how far he fell in the next verses after not today. Kind of reminds me of life itself. Oftentimes, God will give us something to do, as you were saying earlier, and we won't complete the mission. We probably go do part of it, if any. And then we wonder why. The blessings are being delayed, or things are not going the way it should. So I learned to listen to that little small voice. It's very soft, and he speaks lightly. But when he speaks, it's strong. And what I've also learned about God, it don't matter how many people it was against them. God have a way of making little much. Amen. Amen. That was awesome. God always has a way of making little much. I like that. I definitely like that. Because a lot of times, that's exactly the reason why Saul was puffed up with pride. He actually thought he was going to accomplish this thing. But God sent him out to do it. And then when God did send him out, he didn't even do what God told him to do. He didn't even do that. Don't let pride take over and make you lose your blessing. Don't let pride take over and make you lose your blessing. Just do what God said do. And you'll find that when you follow the first thing, sometimes the reason why we can't move in the, in the will of God and follow God the way we want to or what, like we're supposed to is because we want to see it to the end. Lord, if you tell me I'm going to have a million dollars today, and then you tell me, like, I'm going to, in two years, I'm going to have another million. And then, Lord, if you tell me in five years I'm going to have another uh, a million, I can move so according to the millions that I'm going to be having. But sometimes God said, take that $5, that $10, that $100, and do what I told you to do. And when you make the first step, when you do what God has called you to do, other things become clear. Oh, now I see why God wanted me to go this route. Now I see why God stopped me at the light and stopped, told me to hold up for just a second. And then later down the road, there was an accident that you ran up on because you heard God's will. God yeah. speaks to us all the time. 
And sometimes we listen and sometimes we don't. So before I close, I want to say one more thing and I'm going to let y'all go because I want y'all to get this. So verse one, he did what? He said, there's instructions before the anointing. There's a test before the blessing. Then he also says, don't be the reason, don't be the reason <laughs> that you are not receiving your blessings because you didn't follow the first instructions. I remember in school, we used to get a test and they say, read all the instructions first. Well, sometimes we did and sometimes we didn't. But if we read all the instructions first, at the last instruction, it just says, put your name at the top of the list and you have passed the test. But if you didn't, and you start trying to go through there, calculate and do this, that, and the other, it's like, and they didn't follow instructions. Right? <clears throat> so I just want us to be thankful for what God is doing and take the first step and do what God is doing. So that's pretty much the lesson. Don't let pride take over and you miss your blessing. And then, uh, what else did I say? The instruct. Oh, okay, he didn't follow instructions. He got in pride and all of that. So uh, are there any comments? We have about six minutes. We still have plenty have of time. Comment. Go ahead. I have a comment. My comment is, is that um, in my life, I think what holds up some of my blessings is that I got afraid when so much was coming towards me so fast. I didn't know that's when God was going to break out all these blessings. So what I did was my light was shining so bright and only the anointed ones will know what I'm talking about, that it was bringing so many demonic spirits towards me, evil eyes, all kind of you know, density, it was just terrible. They got to a point where I had to start asking God, wait a minute now. I know that you didn't say this battle was going to be easy, but ever since I've been following you, I've been having way more trouble coming after me. So I began to get more depth in my Bible. And I started noticing that a lot of people, they looking at the Bible as those was old tales. No, he's showing us in each and every scripture. He using those as parables for us to live by. How he saved this one from that, from Daniel from the lion den, from this. You got to go through something in order for you to get to the next level. And also, I remember in my prayer as a child, we was taught that as it is in heaven, to be on earth. So as I get wealthier in my spirit here on earth, I noticed that in the spiritual realm, it's even more wealthier, but I'm not noticing it because I'm looking from, from the fleshly group. So what I've learned to ask the Lord to do was for me to quit seeing with my eyes and for me to use my spiritual eyes. Well, what I've learned is that now I can detect the enemy, the odds, the people that don't have my best interests. And so back to this dude where he didn't listen and he wanted to do it his way. I learned if I get out the way and allow God to let his will be done, see, not only would he get the glory in the end, but he'll bring me out victorious. Amen. Amen. Caleb? Caleb, 
You on mute, baby. Okay, Montgomery's, y'all close this out. Comment, and then after you comment, we're going to pray. I don't necessarily have a comment about um, the lesson. I just seen, I guess sometimes if you're looking at a perspective of what our human self or our flesh self, you think that um, some of the things that transpired or what was said was God asked to be done was kind of harsh, but I mean, I guess that's my only kind of thought on it. That's it. I don't. I don't. Okay. Hi, Caleb. My apologies, guys. That's okay. We was about to close out. Okay. Uh, but stick on, stick around, Caleb. You had something, and then uh, brother, brother Gary, you had something. No, I've, I've, I've just charming in. I, I, I ain't got nothing. Caleb, uh, when you said like, let probably, let probably take like, um. Okay, I think you got froze on there, but uh, Brother Vinoy, yes, ma'am. The topic pretty much was uh, don't let pride take over and you miss out on your blessing. And we were using 1 Samuel 14 through 1 Samuel 15, 14, 46 through 1 Samuel. And you ain't going to have enough time to do it, but I haven't upgraded yet, but um, one through nine. So we were pretty much talking about how Saul allowed pride to get in the way. To okay. keep him uh, from, he saves uh, ha, uh, King Agaja, uh, Agai, I think is what his name is. Mm -hmm. We're going to finish it off uh, next week, but you have anything, comment? You got a minute and 20 seconds for now. No, ma'am. Other, other than I'm ready to uh, do what I said I was going to do. That's about it. Okay. No All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I got you. <laughs> I got you. Um, I'll call you after this. Okay. I missed my blessing. Is that what you told me? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. Pretty much. Pretty much that's it. That's it. Right. So right. Um, may God bless you all and keep you is my prayer. And I just have one thing. Are you determined to grow? To grow. Amen. Say, Amen. Ma my grandma, you could say what you wanted just because I show up. You don't want to talk about me from my face. Hey, I'm just. Right <laughs> You've been a little <laughs> vibrational today, anyway. And so we're uh -oh. kind of glad you did show up there. Uh oh. All right. All right. All right, then. Right right so uh, uh, let me say a quick prayer because I probably get cut off. 
Okay. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. Bless each and every person that's here. Bless all the prayer requests, Lord God. You get the glory in each and every life that is represented. We love you and appreciate you.